Support for Kyle's Valheim Bulletin is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're like me and you spend your time slaying trolls with terribly unkempt bottom hair in Valheim, you know the importance of a good lawn mowing. And I gotta say, they sent me one of their amazing new lawnmower 4.0s, and I am blown away. Highly recommend it. Why don't you join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you? That's right, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code KVB at manscaped.com. And just in time, Manscaped launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, 4.0. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Unlock your confidence with the new lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. everyone, Kyle here, and welcome back to my Valheim Bulletin. As things go on this podcast, I posted our last episode on March 18th, and the next day, there was some news. There was development news, in fact. March 19th, posted up on the Steam News. We're going to be covering that today, as well as uh, information on patch 0.148.6 which got posted on March 23rd. Before we dive into all of that, I wanna thank the amazing people that have been subscribing over on the website. Your donations and contributions mean the world to us. That's what keeps this podcast network going and keeps it stronger than ever. When I say donations specifically for the month of March, and it looks like we're gonna extend this a bit into April, we are collecting donation money that is going to go to multiple sclerosis uh, charities. In this case, you go check it out on the website. We're going to be donating a large sum of every subscription. So if you subscribe at the $5 level, about two or so dollars, that's going. If you subscribe at the $50 level, we're giving away $30 of that sub. So it's a great way to help us keep going as a network. And it's a great way to raise awareness and everything for a cause that is just so dear to our hearts because my my one co-host for chaos and shadow has been diagnosed about seven years ago ms is a serious thing and your help to combat it to raise awareness for it to raise money for treatment prevention all that sort of stuff or or i should say research in in combating it it just means the world to us so thank you from the bottom of our hearts to everyone that has been going over and doing that but let's let's not spend any more time on housekeeping today we'll just dive straight into it want to cover these notes and then i want to have a little conversation about character movement and fall damage because i saw that when i was poking around on the steam uh discussion board area so let's get to that in just a minute but first off that development news article so this article starts off by saying that a little over six weeks ago was the release of valheim in that time they've sold six million copies of the game saying their their community is steadily growing bigger and bigger uh, which i agree with them that is fantastic i i popped back into valheim just the other day and I'm, I'm getting I'm getting ready. I, I, it's just been a couple weeks off 
and I'm already ready to get back into it. They say a lot of things are happening within Iron Gate 2. We are still working from home, and although we miss our time together at the office, we're not letting that slow us down. We're very honored to have gotten the opportunity to take part in several interviews from podcasts and gaming newslets. Ooh, we're going to have to pitch them. Uh, it has been a hectic time, but worry not. We are, of course, still working on the game. So let's let's stop right there and say, I am planning on pitching them. Uh, let's do a podcast. If they're up for it, I would love to get your input. What questions do you have for the team? Because I'd love to field some of those. Send them my way. Uh, you can find, actually, go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash contact. It's just one of those simple, you know, web forms you fill out that has a submission box for interview questions. I already have one of those all set up for you. So go fill that out, get those questions, and I will happily reach out to them for that. I like the next paragraph of this. It talks about their programmer working really, really hard to squash bugs that are going on in the game. Uh, beyond just generic bugs in general, it says, for example, networking issues are, and balance tweaks are underway, specifically to our most evil bug, the death Skeeto. Now, I actually, I, I'm guessing that's a pun both ways. The death Skeeto is one of those things in the game where I, it feels a little, un, well, I guess it feels unbalanced until you know what you're doing, which is a lot of Alheim. Spoiler alert for just a second about how to fight a death Skeeto if you haven't done so already. They can be parried pretty well with a shield. So if you, as long as you don't have a tower shield, you can parry them on their incoming attack. And they take really, like, they can die to one one shot from an, an arrow. Just depends on what your bow is. If you're rocking something really early, it might not be so easy. But in that way, you can dodge roll them too because they have a fairly uh, predictable attack pattern where they come in for a stab and then they go off on this like semi-circle floating around and coming back at you. So don't know if they're actually going to be tweaking the death Skeeto, but I got to say, I stand somewhere in the middle where they're very tough when you don't have the gear which makes them absolutely brutal if they come out to your boat or something when you're just traveling past the planes. But uh, once you know how to fight them, they get markedly easier to take down. I do like in this one they're calling out where you can go and vote for the uh, features and bugs that you want to be uh, have addressed immediately. That is valheimbugs.featureupvote.com. valheimbugs.featureupvote.com. I'll have a link to this note and everything in the description of the podcast. So if you want to grab it from there, or again, this is all coming from their Steam news channel. Apparently, I'm not even following Valheim up here. Let's, let's, oh, maybe that's a Steam bug. I was going to say, let's fix that, but uh, Steam won't accept my follow anyway. So, oh, well, moving on. It says a lot of you've reached out and asked about the roadmap. How's, quote, Hearth and Home coming along? Hearth and Home being the name of the uh, next update they're looking at. Much of our focus has been on play testing and bug fixing, but as things are calming down since launch, we could spend more time working on our first big update. Our lead artist even graciously provided a sneak peek, which is this gorgeous picture of a raven. Oh, ooh, pretty, pretty. I know what this is. So when you get fine wood in the game, you can start putting like those little dragon, oh, carved dragon things on the top of your houses. Uh, and this one looks to be a carved raven that will stick out from your house. I don't know what the actual formal title of that is. Uh, he says, what could this be? Sorry, spoiler alert, everyone. Uh, I know what that is. We could see the, like, the, the roofing of the house there for a second. So... Hey, very, very cool. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And I got to say, huge thanks to them. I've been so worried about doing this podcast because 
it's always felt like there's not enough news for me to cover. I've been sitting down uh, in these days right before they drop something. So everyone out there, please pardon my my poor timing on this. But that basically wraps up the rest of this post. Uh, says, here's a picture of our team for our last hearth and home meeting. Going strong from our home offices. Have a fantastic weekend. Happy Ostara. Okay, let's talk about this. Is This is going to be a plug for a minute. But happy Ostara indeed. Uh, if you're into the paranormal, if you're into uh, Norse lore, mythology, anything like that, if you're into paganism, we do a lot of that sort of stuff over on our podcast network, specifically our flagship podcast, Chaos and Shadow. It's all about interviewing folks from the paranormal realm, um, lead investigators and such like that that we really look up to. Very selective in who we bring on the show, so do not worry. The folks we bring on are highly vetted, but uh, we do a lot of stuff related to these holidays, and Pagan, my co-host over there, just did one on Ostara. So if you want to check that out, go to Chaos and... I'm um, sorry, go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash news, and you can find the Ostara piece. Moving on to our next article here. We are getting into the 0.148.6 patch notes posted on Tuesday, March 23rd. It starts off saying, Waha! This is a long one, sorry for the delay, but we're still waiting for a specific patch to the Steam Socket API, and it just went live today. The fixing question is not listed on the Steam changelog. I recommend uh, you make sure Steam has updated to the March 22nd, 2021 version. Steam will, of course, automatically update itself to this version. Lots of changes and such on the way. Okay, so it sounds like they got an update they desperately needed from Steam fixing a Steam Socket API thing. A little bit above my uh, my knowledge grade here, but but we'll, we'll roll with that. I, I can understand and have played games that have been affected by Steam's API issues in the past. And I know that has a lot of issues usually to do with multiplayer components. I could be wrong in this case, but typically I've seen that around MMOs that are on Steam and that can mess with people's authentication. Authentication? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see, it says, don't forget to update your servers as well. So make sure to do that if you're running a dedicated out there, if you're admitting one. Topping off the list here, we got campfires, bonfires, and hearths taking damage when dealing damage. So if you're like me and you're stepping in your campfire all the time, all the more reason to get a fence around it because you are going to deal damage and degrade its quality as that goes on. That's um, that's that's probably worthwhile. I can I can definitely understand the purpose to that. Uh, I don't know, I, is this something that is like needed? I, I guess, do they not have a durability already? You can damage a campfire, right? If you hit it with an ax. Hmm, I'm just coming to think about it. Like your buildings take duration damage being outside. Does this also mean that like water can destroy your campfire? Like actually destroy it by chance? I don't think that's exactly what this means. This seems... It says, when it's dealing damage, it will take damage. So it specifically sounds like a player thing. But I am wondering, it does make me wonder if there's going to be durability to campfires that are out in the wilderness. I don't know that that 100% makes sense. Uh, seeing as if you're just aligning a circle of rocks, they aren't going to like explode due to water falling on them. But I guess if your player's jumping on them, yes, you'd be kicking them around and that would mess it up a bit. However, uh, the hearths, would that make so much sense for the hearths? And hmm, I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about this aloud now. I'm going to play with that in game. My friends are starting to log back into the server, so we're going to have to try that one. Next up, reinforced chest inventory space increased to six by four. Is that enough? I don't think, is that enough? I don't think that's enough, is it? What's a regular chest? All I can say is I made a reinforced chest or one of those personal, I guess there's a personal chest. Yeah, I think it was the small personal chest. 
that thing. No, I made both. I made both. I'm so sorry. I'm just being a total space cadet today. Uh, I, I made both. And I was very displeased with both, if I, if I may. Uh, specifically the reinforced chest, the one that's just supposed to not explode as easily. You know, it's supposed to have higher durability, so it doesn't break as much. Uh, that one had almost no space in it for how expensive it was. So I'm curious, is 6x4 what a normal chest is in this game? Uh, and also, you know, this, this spurs off a whole other conversation that I'm curious. I'm just going to ask this question. Do we think the server lags based on how many items you have accumulated in all of your chests? Because I've played a lot of games over the years that have attributed things like that. Uh, games that have said, you know, if, if, if the players, like in MMOs, if, if the players have too many items in their inventories cumulatively, that really messes with the server. I am curious if you have all of your chests centralized in a town, like I'm sure most of us do, to filling them to the brim, like having tons of items, does that does that cause any sort of lag? I, I guess I'm worried because, like, should I be a hoarder or am I supposed to not be a hoarder in this game? That for for playability's sake. Either way, I, I'm happy to see uh, space increased because I think the wooden chests that we have are too small already. I'd like something bigger that we can stick all of our stuff into. Up next is a great quality of life. We got all bosses can drop. Uh, I'm sorry, all boss drops now float on water. Oh, I'd like to see that more often. Uh, without the ability to dive in this game, I find losing items into the water to be quite a struggle. So specifically boss items, I can understand why they would why they would be focusing on those most of all. Huge props that our actual bodies, the, the, the gravestone. Thank goodness that thing floats. If that sunk and you could lose all your gear just by dying out in the ocean, that was my thought the first time I died out there. I didn't expect it to have a flotation device. So when I died, I was so scared. I thought I was falling. Basically, if you play Minecraft, I was thinking I had fallen into the lava and lost all of my gear permanently. Thank goodness you could just pull up next to your, your corpse and retrieve all your loot in this game. So to have boss drops do something similar is nice. I would love to see the same thing happen with like blood bags from leeches. I don't know if that is asking too much. It might be. Um, the same, well, let's see, but drops do float from the, uh, the, the sea creatures out there that you kill, right? Their meat floats. So, mm, maybe I'm not asking anything crazy. I'd love to see the leech's blood bags float because if you kill them on the shore of a, a swamp zone, they will sink into that deep water there and they're just gone. And that's unfortunate because you do get attacked by leeches very often. That situation happens... I'd argue that's one of the most common types of combat I run into the game is uh, having leeches pull up next to the boat just because that's long-term play style. It's a very common thing. So anyway, I would love to see that continue. That is a trend. Really, really nice. They say sunken crypts entrances got tweaked to stop tombstones from getting stuck. Okay, I'm not seeing that yet. It's tombstones getting stuck in the entrances to sunken crypts, but I like it. Uh, now, the sunken crypts, though, as we're talking about this, I'm assuming... Are those are the big circular ones? Yeah, you guys have probably run into those. They look like something out of Skyrim, but they're a very circular staircase that goes down into the water. Since we can't swim, we can't access them easily because your character is basically just sitting on top of a flat pool of water. Uh, I don't imagine the sunken crypts are talking about us actually going in to get iron. 
from those, but maybe it is. Talking about the entrances were tweaked. Hmm. Well, don't get your body stuck in a sunken crypt, everybody. I, I, if you know better than I do what the naming of that is, send, send me a message and tell me how little I know about Valheim. <laughs> 170 hours did not, encou- uh, uh, did not qualify as getting names and everything committed to memory. Oh, they did something to fix the rotation of wood tower shields on item stands. Deskitos and Drake trophies got their drop rate increased. Now that's good to know because Drake trophies are needed for helmets. When you get to the silver stage of the game, you use those Drake trophies to make a helmet. Not so easy to uh, get them in all honesty. Much less of a drop rate than other trophies in the game. So glad to see that upped. And I guess the same is true for Deathskitos. I, I We got one at least, but probably only one or two. Two, not that many. One and two star creatures got an HP fix. Cool. Night spawning wolves should be easier to tame now. They'll stop trying to run away and despawn after starting to tame. I did have that problem personally. Yes, yes, yes. Did see that. Did try and uh, tame a wolf in the middle of the night, and that was that was awkward. He was de 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 aggroing for me. He would go back to his spot from before. Harpoon will not work on bosses anymore. That makes sense. The in-game console is now disabled by default, so you need to add a launch argument to enable that. That's something us moderators and admins will need to know, huh? Because we'll need to turn that on. It says add launch argument uh, to enable, so I assume in Steam you're opening it up, you're going to your preferences, and then you're going to do one of those dash console so go check that out in the notes don't don't take it from my verbal cue here (laughs) the console command for enabling developer debug modes and commands has been changed to dev commands from i'm a cheater and a warning message has been added okay so that's also good to know now when you're going into that mode you're not typing i'm a cheater you're typing in dev commands that I, i won't lie that does feel a little bit more fitting i'm a cheater was really cute back in the sim days of 2001 but yeah, when you're when you're when you're deving a, a server, it's it is a little bit different. So dev commands feels a little bit more formal and probably appropriate as this game has <laughs> gone from obscurity to mass popularity. Improved enemy projectile reaction system. I have not seen that yet. I can tell everyone that prior to this update, quick tip when it comes to parrying from bows, I've noticed that if you got your shield on. Uh, you can parry a bow arrow launched in your direction. If you right-click about the time you hear the arrow sound effect release. So whenever you hear it, like, pew, from the bow, that's whenever you right-click and hold that down, and that's about when you can parry. It seems like almost all the archers in the game use the same timer, which is really nice. So if you're parrying skeletons or draugr archers, that can make all the difference, because they do, and I hope they do not change this, you can actually parry stun them uh, while they're using their bow so the the trouble is that the parry the, the stun lock whatever that's called in this game whenever you parry and they get stun locked rarely is it enough time for me to close the gap and actually like stab the dude they usually come out of their stun lock at that time and, and maybe that's a conversation maybe if, if you want a big conversation about combat mechanics in the future i have a friend who's really really good at that in this game we could probably have them on to talk about it so if that's something you want let me know we can work on that too. Uh, but the, the whole combat system in here is really, really nice. Moving on, they have battle axe tweaks. It says it's going to hit multiple enemies easier. I'm thinking that means that the battle axes in the game were just not doing a multi-hit well enough. It must have just been only smacking 
one target instead of doing kind of the, the cleave effect. Player knockback force is affected by equipment speed modifiers, i.e. heavy gear will reduce the knockback from enemies. Oh, really? So no longer are little dudes gonna knock me, you know, up a hill when I'm rocking all my heavy gear. I like that. I like that. If, that, if that's what that means, I'm in. Black Forest Stone Tower got some tweaks. So if you're seeing those out in the game, send me some pics of what changed on those. Got some ward system fixes. You can no longer place a new ward when enemy ward overlaps. Huh. That's the home wards, right? To keep people from griefing your stuff, I believe. Comfort calculation is fixed. Oh, that's good. Because uh, also for those that don't know, the prettier your house looks when it comes to that comfort level you're seeing on the screen, the higher your rested buff is going to last for, like the longer it will last for. So higher prettiness, higher comfort in a place means better rested buff, longer stronger in combat. They fixed a fail to connect error message. The serpent trophy stack got fixed. Uh, missing motor spawn location in some worlds has been fixed. For existing worlds, a gen location command needs to be run manually in the local game with the dev commands to generate new locations. Okay, go check that out. Uh, the Menignard item collider fix. Not sure. I know that has to do with the belt you can buy that gives you the extended inventory space, but I should say the extra carry weight, but I'm not sure what item collider fix means. Well, this is a big one for housing folks. They added a slight de use delay on the hammer, the hoe, and the cultivator. Huh. I wonder, is that going to make things better? Or is that going to make things more annoying? Honest question. I don't know. Slight delay use. Use delay. Huh. I, I understand what that means. It's going to give it like an extra little bit before it can be clicked again, but... Is that going to save people from doing something annoying or is that going to add a, a layer of annoyance in there? Hammer, remove the auto repeat. Hammer, remove auto repeat added. Ah, okay. So does that mean now that when you're trying to delete a bunch of things using the hammer that you can now hold down the middle click button instead of doing single clicks? I got to say, as someone who is definitely going to have really bad carpal tunnel in my life, like I'm already starting to at 29 here, too, too many video games. Uh... Please, any game that can add in like a repeating click thing, that is always welcome, especially in the housing space where it's not always just combat related. But same with cutting trees. Uh, this is one of those games where you have to do individual whacks, right? Can we get that on auto repeat too? I know that might be tricky because of the combat system, but I hate having to do singular clicks. If I can auto click, please, please, please. It's just good on, uh, you know, I'll speak on behalf of a community that's not, not me yet. Uh, again, I said I'm going to have Carpal Tunnel, but I have a lot of friends out there that do play games and they're disabled in one shape or, or form here when it comes to gaming. It could be like I have a friend that only can use one hand for it. There's a lot of disabilities out there that that having an auto repeat ability, it can save it can save people a lot of uh, stress and, and discomfort. So more power to that. I'm always a fan. Let's bring it on. Let's make the game easier for folks to play, especially when it's the housing stuff. Like all, all the more, because you know, you're choosing to do something that's slightly relaxed. Let's let it be relaxed that. Better network bandwidth handling should better, uh, should work better on low bandwidth connections. Also use higher data rate if possible. That might relate to a thing that was going around the community where people were saying that if someone with a bad connection is the first one in the village, they kind of host the, the physics for that village a bit. And that if their connection is bad, that can reduce your FPS in the area. Don't know if that still stands out to be truth all these weeks later, if that's been debunked. 
If that is true, I'm wondering if this thing may have just fixed that. Dolmen location fixes. Stop top stone from falling for no reason. Okay. Don't know what dolmens are considered in this game. Fixed removing item from item stand, not always sinking item stats. Fixed removing item from item stand, not always sinking stats. That does not sound good. That sounds to me like you could put something on an item stand, you would pull it off and it might have broken mechanics to it. Like it would be less good or less upgraded than you put it in there. Not sure, but that is that is a good one to be fixed if that's the case. Server list refresh button can be pressed before the entire list has downloaded. Better, bad connection detection, fixed issue causing server to send more data. The, the Sorry, the longer the client was connected. Oh, that's interesting. Fixed issue causing server to send more data the longer a client was connected. Hmm. So that means the longer you were in a server, the more data that server was shoving your way. That's a weird one, and I'm glad they fixed that too. That, that, that does start to bring us to the end of this list. Very glad we got through this, and I, I, I pardon me if this is at all boring. Let me know. I can cover these patch notes a bit briefer in the future, but I was reading them with you for the first time. I, I saved these ones for that reason. I didn't want to look ahead, and I'm glad we did. They're fixing a lot of the stuff that I'm kind of worried about or like maybe kind of keeping me out of the game at the moment. Um, so TLDR, I, I'm taking my break from it now because I know I'm obsessed with Valheim. Again, 170 hours in like two weeks, I'm hooked. But I am taking a break right now because I don't want to burn out on it. I don't want to force myself to play when there's not the newest content happening while we're waiting for that house and uh, hearth update to come through. As we wait, we will continue to do these. And as we wrap this one up, I did want to leave you with a little conversation towards the end. I wanted to compliment this game immensely on the way the character handles. That was the very first thing I noticed when I got into Valheim. And I'd be curious to see if any of you out there noticed the same. But I truly, I've played a lot of new survival games that hit the market. They rarely get character movement as smooth or as comfortable as this team did. That stood out to me right away because a friend had been getting me back into World of Warcraft. Just didn't work out. Didn't work out. I did not end up staying. But a friend had got me into World of Warcraft just like a week before uh, getting me into Valheim. And I, I, I just, I, I noticed, I was like, wow, this has the handling of many games that are considered AAA titles or considered, you know, uh, just cultural touchstones like World of Warcraft has been around for about 15 years now. I, I've played survival games that have been in early access before and you get in there and you feel like they're trying to reinvent character movement in a bad way. Valheim, not that at all. I was just blown away by how, how, how well my character was running and jumping and dodging. Again, it felt like something that had been just polished to the point of perfection. And that means a lot. I think that's something that some of those, some game developers either probably A, just don't have the experience with, or maybe don't prioritize that as a function of the game, which would be unfortunate if that's the case, because I think character movement is, well, I mean, it's your primary user interface with, with, your, with your tune, with your avatar, with your person. So what you're building there matters if they're not responsive, if they're not reacting. This game really nailed that. This does start to bring up, though, the conversation that's going on about fall damage. Fall damage is something that is... It's one of those things in video games where we do want realism in our video games, but some realism is not the best. For example, like The Sims is a great video game 
for uh, making real life a bit more fun. It shows you the highlights. You can make mistakes. One thing that's not always a great time in The Sims, or at least that a lot of simulator games try and leave out, is paying your bills. The Sims has a little bit of that. They always have had a tiny bit. But they make sure not to make it agonizing for you because that's an agonizing thing from real life. So we get back to this fall damage conversation where, yes, in real life, jumping off a building, you could take immense damage to the point of gory death. But at the same time, is that what we want in a video game? Video game is escapism, after all. If your game, any video game, becomes more trouble than real life, then I think players should be sitting there asking themselves the question, why am I not out there building something in the real world? You know, why am, I, why am I building this castle in game? Why don't I go and try and, you know, learn a trade IRL and I can actually build and I can do this and I'll still have to pay my taxes and all that anyway. But, you know, I mean, at least I'm not doing it in a game and then double doing it in real life. It's the age old question. How much reality is too much reality? And uh, I do think the fall damage in this game skews into that territory of aggressive, especially small fall damage things. And what I mean there is uh, you can be, like let's just say you've built yourself a tower. You can go up kind of like a half flight of stairs, a solid flight of stairs, and your character can like jump down the side of it, which in real life you'd definitely be fine. We could all go and repeat this task in person. I mean, as long as you've got legs that are sustaining of a fall like this, you're gonna be good. Uh, but your character acts like it's the end of the world. And that is just, I think it needs some tweaking there. I think it needs a little bit of an update. I'm fine with fall damage in video games. No problem there. However, again, it's a balance. And I think they've nailed the character movement. But then that leaves me feeling like the fall damage component is very unadjusted. It's very un, uh, It's very imperfect in its current iteration. So I hope to see that get a little bit of a fix. I, I Like I said, I could see that conversation going on. You can chime in on that conversation too, just by opening up Steam, going over to the community tab. Uh, your mileage may vary though. Getting into discussions on forums is not something I do anymore for uh, sanity's sake. So I will leave you with that and just say, get your voice heard. We talked about earlier, there's great ways to submit your bugs and feedback. Gonna shout that out again. That is valheimbugs.com featureupvote.com. It's where you can put your bugs and fixes, see what they've been working on. Wonderful place. Go, go check that out. As for everyone listening to this show, do me a favor, share it out with your friends that are playing Valheim. So if you've got a crew that you're playing with every night, let them know about the podcast. If you're in Discord servers where you can share stuff like this and they're Valheim friends, share it there. Don't break any rules, please. But uh, give it to friends. Let people know. That helps the show grow. We actually have an advertiser sitting in the wings too. We just need a few more listens uh, before we can we can actually start working with them. So if you guys out there want to help support this show, seriously, for free, just share it. Share it, subscribe in all your podcast apps. If you use a couple, pop them in there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you like. And then finally, again, go check out the charity that's going on. Go to revelatornetwork.com. You can see a join tab up at the top uh, right of the site. Click on join. You can become a member or go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe. Same place. Get you in there. Talks about the charity we're doing. It's just wonderful. I cannot thank the people that have signed up enough. If you have any questions at all, our website has a way to get in touch with me directly. There is a chat button at the bottom right of it. Feel free to open that baby up. Send in any questions. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. If you're looking for anything, if you need a link to the show on a certain podcast player, 
if there's somewhere you can't currently find the show, but you want it to be there, what do you do? RevelatorNetwork.com. Submit your questions at Revelator. <laughs> Submit your questions at RevelatorNetwork.com forward slash contact. And that's going to do it for today, everyone. You stay safe out there. Oh, check out my Twitter, Kyle Paranormal. Kyle Paranormal. That's it. Over on Twitter. Check it out. It's linked on the website. But but enjoy yourselves. Have fun. We're going to get back into the game very, very soon. Watching one of my friends play it on Steam as I record this. So uh, I would also going to try and rope someone else in to do some of those podcast episodes with me. I'd love to have a co-host for it. If you yourself are a podcast that's interested, hit me up. I got one of my friends I might poke here and there. But uh, for time's sake right now, is, is this game still in early access? We'll just keep doing these cute little check-ins. I hope they've been informative. And if you have any feedback at all, where do we go? RevelatorNetwork.com. Stay safe. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Kyle popping in to give you a heads up about our charity for March of 2021. It's Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month. And if you're unaware, Pagan was diagnosed with it over seven years ago. MS is an incurable autoimmune disease that causes the immune system to attack the nervous system. Being that it's Awareness Month, we wanted to do something where we could tie in the proceeds from our subscriptions on our website and give large chunks of that away to charity. So specifically, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. If you'd like to get involved, head over to chaosandshadow.com or now named revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe. We're giving away large chunks of the proceeds, so even a $5 contributor gives away $2 to the charity. If you become a contributor at $20, we're giving away 10 of that. And if you're becoming a founder at 50, 30 of that goes to charity. Wonderful way to support us as a network and give money to a cause that is needed. That's the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. So go check out the article we have on the blog. Get involved. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there.